0: You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing. Presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Canada Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, W Wheels, and X-Brand Goggles. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line tonight, we've got none other than Jimmy Sloan, owner-operator of both Milestone and Paris MX Facilities, two amazing facilities in Southern California, as well as he's the sole proprietor of Arma Energy Drink. Jimmy, how's it going?
1: Everything's good. Uh, pretty
0: happy, pretty exciting times. Just expanding everything I've, you know, been doing in motocross. Absolutely, uh, you're you're a businessman down in Southern California, but right now you're on the East Coast uh, as uh, the rain does fall down out there on the West. Uh, you're anxiously awaiting, anxiously awaiting uh, the Daytona Supercross this next Saturday. Uh, and uh, so, uh, are you in transit? When when will you arrive in uh, Daytona to lay your eyes on the uh, the brand new track layout?
1: Well, assuming that I don't get my flight canceled with the crazy weather that's going on, I'll be there Friday. And, uh, you know, we'll see, because I'm actually looking out my window right now. It's raining right here, and it's raining in the West Coast. I think, you know, nationwide, the weather's pretty crazy right now, but, you know, for me, I'm counting the days down to be there, because we came to Atlanta, and I was pretty excited, really hopped up. You know, Mitchell had just qualified number one in his first A practice, and then got knocked out in the next one, and so... For me, this weekend can't come fast enough because I just want that, you know, I feel like we can do something good and I want to be there.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Mitchell Oldenburg and Jimmy Albertson both on your team uh, and have, have uh, attended uh, every race so far this year. Mitchell uh, racing the four, uh, 250 in the 450 class uh, in some of the select rounds on the West Coast. Um, yeah, obviously with ha- him having some issues in Atlanta, uh, you're champing at the bit to see what uh, your young guy can do in, in the 250 class. Uh, must be exciting.
1: It's really exciting. You know, Jimmy, he's a he's a fan favorite. He's established, and, and, yes. and we have a lot of love for Jimmy. But, you know, always you have the, the new one, the younger one, which is Mitchell Oldenburg. And, and you know, when we got him, you know, after doing testing and hanging out a little bit, I knew for sure he can do something motocross. He just needed that support that he didn't have. And we've had some near misses with him so far. But I just feel with anything that becomes something special and great, to the level that a public would really see and realize, he got to go through some steps. You know, he got knocked out last week. He just, you know, in the opening round, on the East Coast, he he got ahead of himself, just wanted to win so bad or do good, anyways, and he just crashed out. And so, I feel he can bottle it up, get some experience, and we're going to be behind him all the way.
0: Absolutely. So uh, these, these guys, like they're 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 peak athletes. They're traveling to each race. Uh, are both Jimmy and Mitchell traveling with the rig, or are they flying in?
1: No, they fly. We have, you know, we have a driver and we have the mechanics. That, uh, Well, the driver
0: drives everywhere and then the
1: mechanics and them, they fly in. and That's kind of something special for the riders, you know, because they need to be able to train the week and be rested and get to the races. And we take care of all that for them. And, you know, they fly in and, you know, go to do their part.
0: That's absolutely incredible to know that, uh, like, just in in one year's time, going from uh, Arma Energy drink, uh, not having representation uh, on the national scene, to now be sponsoring and supporting a, a supercross team that's uh, right on the brink of of making a huge splash. Uh, how did this all come about? Uh, not only the resurrection of the Arma Energy brand, but uh, developing that into uh, sponsoring two star athletes uh, on the national series.
1: Well, everything started with my son Jay Sloan. You know, he uh, was racing amateurs when Arma originally set up, and you know, they had called us and wanted to sponsor him, and that's where the relationship started,
0: you know, years ago,
1: and that Arm at that time came out, made their presence, made their splash, and between then and now, you know, things didn't work out for them, but I had got to know the people that started Arm Energy, and so when they got to a point they couldn't go forward anymore, I got the call, and for me, I had to do some some thinking because you got to do investment, you got to take risks, you got you to gotta hit the ground running, and you know, the fact that I own Milestone in Paris and, you know, we've done a lot of video work, a lot of things that I felt I ha- I had a chance to make this work. So, you know, I thought about it for a month and you know what, let's go. And then the weird coincidence, right when I got Arma in my possession and started running it, I called Jimmy Albertson because I wanted to give him a deal of Milestone for Supercross because I did that with him last year and he had his video series and he wore yeah. stickers and got us out a bunch and really, did a good job. So I, I called him up and said, hey, I want to do it again. And I had called him, and literally probably not even 10 minutes before that, his whole deal fell apart with the team he was on. He was not on a ride anymore. And he told me that. We started talking 30 minutes later, and literally in the 30-minute conversation, we decided, let's go for it. Let's make a team. Let's do it. And I hung up, hit the ground running, called Yamaha, started calling people, and and everyone wanted to support it. And I had a lot of love from a lot of sponsors. I, I said I could do this. Let's get another rider. And he said I got I got Mitchell Oldenburg. Mitchell Oldenburg, I think he could do it. And he started trying to sell me Mitchell. But see, when I travel as an amateur with my son, I knew Mitchell. And I knew his brother. I knew his family. We raced at their track. They own Oak Hill in Texas. Yeah. And every time when we were at the races, I would always see them doing prep work. I'd always see them doing farm work. You know, races be over, they're out there working. I said this kid is like a strong you know has a strong work ethic i know it and the year before i know he was a full privateer he had a, a practice bike that was his race bike and he had to drive to every race and eat peanut butter and jelly i said you know what i know that kid i know his work ethic uh, that's the kid let's go for it let's do it i'm i'm in so you know jimmy called him up albertson and said hey we want to do this and he got really excited because you know he's yeah he was a, a full blown you know private a pickup truck to so this year you know he flies the races he has a salary and now we're just with them and we're excited and, and I really believe in him and I don't care if it, I want it to happen this year for him. I really believe it can. I really believe he can be a podium guy and if for any reason doesn't work out, then he'll be on my team next year. I'm going to be behind him all the way as long as he wants to go.
0: Well, that's excellent to hear that this is a program that will be moving forward uh, past this season, watching those guys develop and uh, and and really taking things uh, by the horns. Um you said in a one thirty minute conversation, uh, Jimmy was able to passionately talk about what his goals were, and uh, you were able to jump jump on board with that. Um, how excited have you been to see uh, the speed that he's had so far and representing the brand so well so uh, to this point?
1: Well, you know, Jimmy's a good talk, so uh, in a 30-minute conversation, you're right.
0: Yeah. I
1: literally agreed to, to fund a team on my own if I couldn't get sponsors, and when I hung up with them, I told him, it's on. And so I had to go and figure that out, whether it was on my complete shoulders or not. We got, you know, we got some big support. um, Motorsport Outlet was a big one. Yamaha, Fly, they really stepped up amongst, you know, a bunch of other guys. But they were the main, main guys that really just put it to us, FMF and, uh, you know, uh, Meekon Meadows. So anyways, uh, you know, so far, so you asked me about how I feel excited about the team and everything. It's it's a new experience. It's something I don't necessarily know, but you know Jimmy's been there for multiple years. His wife Georgia, you know they're very well known, very connected, and you know through them and my own business sense, I, I I I wake up every day. I don't even know how much I even sleep anymore. I just I just feel motivated, and you know going back and forth to races. I got sick last week because hot, cold, cold, hot, so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. And up to this point, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, Jimmy, I just feel blessed because I feel if I didn't do it with him, I don't know where I would be at this level because there's a huge learning curve and they've shortcutted that a lot. So as a family, I call us, you know, Jim Lewis, our mechanic, suspension, Greg Alberson, everybody, Taylor uh, Taylor. Sorry, I almost said the wrong last name, but <laughs> sorry. Uh we just all get along. Like I feel happy to go see every of the races. I look forward to it. I look forward to having our dinner before the races and you know our you know, our talk after the race is good or bad. And then, you know, we all do our respective stuff during the week and go back at it again the weekends.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's good to see that uh you've been able to feed off of Jimmy's experience. He's been around the sport. He's uh at, at one point employed by uh like, factory honda back in 2007 uh that he was given that opportunity and since then has uh like has had some ventures that have worked out some of that have not so worked out he's been in europe he has a well of knowledge and a well of experience to draft off of at this point as well as uh of course greg albertson was trey canard's practice bike mechanic a couple of years ago so he's got a ton of experience with the bikes and development and uh like as a as a team, I think that it's very well rounded as well as a bit of a motley crew because uh, those guys are a bunch of characters and uh, I got to imagine they're fun to work with.
1: They're definitely fun to work with because as much as business as it is, we still have fun and everybody has a little bit different quirk to them, but yet we all get along really well. And and I guess to answer your question previous, I just kind of realized I didn't answer all the way. (laughs) Jimmy is riding better than he ever has. I mean, He's so – I think he's so much motivated now more than ever because he's part of the team. You know, he's he's part of the functioning team, part of the management and everything of the team and all of it that, man, he's crashing out. But it's not crashing out necessarily because he's just not um, a professional, so to speak. He's crashing out because he's just pushed himself to limits he's never pushed. And this year – I mean, you know, every year it's stacked it's stacked it's stacked. But it really seems like this year, you know, half the guys – go to lcqs nowadays that would have never went to it two years ago you know you got a lot of chad reeds and guys dungies that aren't retiring they're staying the course and you got a lot of you know tomacs coming in and then you have these guys in between so it's made it that much more harder and yet jimmy's still staying relevant And mean so yeah, i'm proud of him and eventually when he does slow down you know he'll be with me and the team and we're gonna we're gonna make this thing last you know we're, we're gonna do this forever
0: that's one. That's hundred percent. Like that's one thing that I've been uh, on on record as saying is that this year, above all years, I think it, there's been almost kind of a logjam of talent, especially at the top in the four hundred and fifty class. We've got guys like Andrew Short and uh, like Brock Tickle that are like uh, they fill that that top ten all the way out until like like. I, but I've said that there's there's twelve top ten guys and you know what i mean and and there's legitimately like 28 guys that you would say that guy should make the main or that they should those guys would be expected to make the mains but of course 6 of them won't uh and uh that's come up to, to bite jimmy a couple of times cuz of maybe of a couple of crashes he's always had the speed for it uh but as the, the series progresses i think that he'll uh, definitely improve uh what has been your biggest surprise uh getting to know jimmy as as you see him Uh, up close and personal a little bit more now that you've developed a business relationship?
1: Well, there's always, you know, cultural differences. You know, where I come from versus where he comes from, you you might have a little bit of, you know, maybe, I'm not going to call it prejudicism, but pre-thoughts of what someone might or might not be like being from Oklahoma where I'm from the West. And, you know, I just feel he's a very open-minded person. I'm a very open-minded person. And so, like, there's not really any clashes. Obviously, you you spend a lot of time together, and it's just been a really easy transition into their lives and my lives. You know, you know, because he comes not just with himself; he comes with his wife, he comes with his brother, he comes with, you know, his dad. You know, families around, and you've got to be able to, you know, yeah, Ronnie Mac and Ronnie Mac. Uh, you know, they, he comes around and he makes it interesting, and you know, had Anaheim. You know, it definitely got a little crazy and but but it's a good crazy and I think motocross needs that because you know, you want a fan base that's into it and you want them to be excited to go to the races and you know, Jimmy brings that from a, a real nice perspective to the group and then Ronnie Mac, he brings that fun WWF spirit that people come by to see. You know, you, you have different personalities that wanna see fun and that really generates ticket sales for supercross.
0: Well, that's entertainment, and uh, um, I'll I've, I've also, like, uh, not to, to, to blow him too hard here, but um, Jimmy Albertson, in my opinion, is one of the most marketable riders on the series. Um, personable, great guy, fun to talk to, game face uh, when he needs to be serious. He's extremely well-rounded, uh, on top of the fact that uh, even just this last weekend showed his true character. When promising uh, a jersey to uh, St. Jude, uh, uh, the foundation for uh, working with young children, uh, the St. Jude Jude, uh, representative asked for a jersey, promised to him during the beginning of the day, and uh, after a pretty uh, hard night for Jimmy, uh, still took some time to make sure that that promise was uh, fulfilled. Um, What does that mean to you when you see your top rider um, acting in such a way?
1: And that's what I really love him for. And what I mean by that is, you know, we start out in a, a very high with Mitchell. Mitchell turning the fastest lap in eight practice to get knocked out. And I I looked right at uh, Jimmy right before the night show, and I says, "Look, we need a we need a high note tonight. I mean, you know, you look at everything. We need some positivity. We're always positive." I says, "Let's let's go make let's go make a night tonight. Let's make a night." And he goes, "I'm going to make a night for you. Let's do this. Let's go. I'm I'm hyped up." And so he goes to the main event. And, you know, he didn't get the best jump, and he was moving forward pretty fast. And he got to about 15, and then he, you know, he got real tense, and he got arm pump. And as soon as he got his arm pump, he literally rolled backwards. He said some laps he was ready to roll the whoops because he just couldn't touch his bars anymore. So as a group, everybody was a little down. Like, we had a lot of high hopes on the day. And then, I mean, it, it's hard to be in a good mood when everything just collapsed around you. Yet he can have just had that kind of a night and someone comes up, he will literally give that person the attention, make him feel special, no matter what he's going through. And that's something right there that money can't buy. And I don't, if I had a guy right now that won every race but didn't have Jimmy's personality, I'd probably still take Jimmy because, you know, I love that
0: about him. He's got a great heart, absolutely. Uh, Jim, Jimmy Albertson, a guy that uh, has been kicked uh, and, and gets back up every single time. Uh, as far as when it comes to, to Mitchell, uh, what are like from his riding style to the, how his, his, work ethic, his, his work ethic, as you mentioned earlier, uh, how has he uh, surprised you as you've seen him develop this season?
1: Um, well, uh,
0: he hasn't surprised me anyway as
1: far as like aggressive or speed. I've really believed in him since before we even got him. Uh, the day we talked, to knew was coming. I believed in him. I just feel he's just he's just uh, a champion that's building, and he'll be there. And you know he's he's a good kid too. He's he's just a good kid. He he has good ethics. And you know even though when he got knocked out, I've seen him ten minutes after he got back, and I said, how do you feel? He says, oh man, I got knocked out. I go, well, how do you feel for next week? What's your thoughts for the future? He goes, oh, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm ready. Like I, I feel really good. I said, "Good. That's how I want you to feel because you did something really good today, and let's build off of that." And he goes, "Yeah, for sure." And and then that was so you know I feel like I got a rider too that's kind of you know being built in a good direction, and a good attitude.
0: Well, he's got the the heart of a fighter for sure, and uh, to know that you get you get uh, knocked down like that, and you're gonna come back strong uh, within 20 minutes of that, knowing that the very next week you're gonna uh, basically a brand new piece of paper, uh, clean slate, and, and go after it great to hear two thousand he, 2015 season he's raced the four two fifty uh, in in the 450 events uh, in select events in the west coast uh, explain the ideology or behind that a little bit and how that prepared him to uh, execute on the west coast or the east coast sorry
1: well with that you know we didn't want to be a fish out of water so to speak you know he's on a new bike yeah. the brand everything's different and he wanted to uh and we wanted to like, you know, we want to try some suspension testing, motor testing, get the nerves out of the way. And so we chose to do it kind of just to be ready for the East Coast. And, and I think, uh, you know, on paper doesn't necessarily show that. But I really believe for sure that if we didn't do it, he wouldn't have even done what he's done so far on paper. Now we just need to keep drawing that piece of paper until it hits. But the idea, again, was to, to prepare for the East and you know we want to test our motor speed and and he almost made the main event on his 250. I think one more lap and he would have been on he would have been in the main event on a 250 and I don't know if anyone's ever done that or not but I know he about did it and and you know it's it's just and he does have a a heart I mean he he does not give up when he crashed in Arlington uh, the opening round his bars were bent down like a banana his back was hurting, and um, his mechanic Taylor was telling him like, "Let me fix it. Let me do this." He goes, "No, I got to finish. I got to finish. I have to finish." And you're like, your bars and everything is messed up." He goes, "It doesn't matter. I got to finish." And after that night, I asked him about that, and he goes, "I always finish. I will always finish." I said, well, "What if you're hurt?" I go, "I'm okay. You don't have to do it for us. You know, you got to be healthy. You got to be safe." And his whole thing was, "No, no. Like, I never give up. I never give up." So I didn't want to break his spirit, so I was like, "Okay." All right, I'll let you you do that.
0: Well, that's encouraging to hear, and uh, seeing that uh, you got a never-say-die attitude from your your racers has to be encouraging. And uh, I'm actually surprised to hear that, I I guess I probably should have done more homework on this one, but I I thought he actually did make the main in uh, Anaheim too, but if he didn't, he came damn close. Uh, But uh, excellent strategy riding the 250 on the west uh, in preparation. I know A.J. Catanzaro, he rode, a 450 on the West and has remarked that that basically set him up so poorly to race the 250 in the, in the East, uh, because a, he would just didn't have the time on the bike to get, uh, the timing of the jumps, right? So, and it's ah. perfectly legal to do so to race a 250 in the, uh, on the West. So uh great, great job on, on your part as a team manager to uh, execute that. And I think that it served him well. I should see him in the top 10 soon.
1: Cool. I appreciate that, you know, and every day is a learning curve, and, you know, AJ, uh, you know, he learns what he needs to get out of it, and what you want to call, I'm not going to say mistakes, because you learn, but what you would do different, and we, we do the same thing, in our case, I feel very positive, and, you know, I'll do it again next year, uh, I think, the same way, same way. <laughs> assuming we do yeah. the same classes.
0: Now, like this, all started with you starting uh, ca- calling up Jimmy to do a deal for uh, him representing your your tracks that you you own and operate uh, both Milestone and Paris MX. Uh, tell us a little bit about those two tracks, how they've developed over the years, how you came to to own those tracks because I know they've been around for for quite some time, and uh, how those tracks aid in allowing these riders uh, of pretty much like literally throughout the entire. Uh, the entire field, uh, take advantage of your facility, uh, not only from the pro level, but, uh, all, all all levels of these tracks are available.
1: Yeah, it all started, uh, I'm from Arizona originally, and I was, you know, chasing motocross with my son and we started, what's that? I said, go coyotes. coyotes. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. uh, I'm still a fan of Arizona, by the way, that's why I'm saying that, but we, we, um, we came out of California, we're chasing it, staying a lot, and you know, through that process, getting sponsors and getting to know track people and, uh, you know, the tracks, they themselves, they weren't doing too good and they probably weren't the most loved tracks and they got into some financial trouble and they came to me and at first I, I had sworn off, you know, I, I love business. I've always done business. And so as a business minded person, you're always looking for opportunity, what you can do here and how you can do there. And they came to me and wanted me to, to, you know, partner in. And I, I was absolutely no, no, no. I swore to myself, no motocross business of any sorts. I'm just going to race with my son and love motocross, for motocross. And, uh, you know, they, they visited me enough times and pressure me. And it got to the point that, that it's like you, you, we need your help. So yeah. <clears throat> that's why I was like, okay, well, what's going on. And I talked about it and one conversation to the next, eventually I started to get interested and decided to go for it and. It was always in the beginning in hopes of, you know, you know, furthering my son's career and doing things for him, but, you know, once I got into it, you know, you start kind of seeing how you personally could help make motocross better, you know, by starting, you know, I, I first and foremost got the tracks to what I want to ride and what I felt and, you know, customer service and everything else, the Supercross stuff, everything the way I wanted it done, and and all of a sudden, we, we got popular, more popular, destination spot, people from all over the world would constantly tell me, Hey, when we come to California, we're not going anywhere till we either get to milestone to Paris. And then, you know, we have the Geico team that our, at our track last year, we had the rockstar. So a lot of people, they come and ride it because they want to, you know, see the the pros and, you know, just about every pro rides our track during the season and preseason. Yes. And so, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. And I developed a race series now called the ultimate amateur series. I do, you know, yeah. I gave away some pretty big prizes, uh, so a, a car or a van last year, this year, I'm giving away a truck and five Yamahas. Yamaha has been good. And, you know, and then, you know, going forward, the drink came to me. I took that. And now uh, the tracks, uh, I think milestone is definitely, uh, I would think the most visited track in America. I'm pretty sure, you know, Paris has been around since the late fifties. And I believe that I brought it back to that original, you know, glory that I had that people talk about, because nowadays, it just seems like we're very popular, and I love going to the track. I love seeing the people and talking with them. And you know, there's not a time that you won't catch me watering the watering truck. Like I'm down for it all, and I love motocross.
0: Absolutely, I first uh, went down to Milestone 2010. Uh, the track layout has changed just a short, a little bit uh, on the on the. Uh, well, like actually, you guys change it up quite a bit, like year to year. Uh, even now, I guarantee it's different from when I uh, was there. Um, just a couple of three weeks, three or four weeks ago, uh, the outdoor layout, uh, some of the features stay like kind of there's that one tabletop by the fences that, that kind of stays there. Uh, but ne- nevertheless, like you have got a entry level track, a vintage track or uh, uh, an outdoor track. You have the uh, a peewee track as well as a supercross track. And for those riders who are more there to kind of see these, these supercross guys make it look easy that's they can do that if you just want to go there and pound motos all day long you can do that you have like uh, bike washing facilities you have food available you have uh, you can hook up for your RV. I know that uh, I, I've, I've run into more than a few people that have stayed there for an extended period of time. And, and it's a competitive price, $35 uh, for uh, the day of riding. Um, here at a local track, if you want to ride for four hours, it's 20 bucks. So uh, that being said, uh, I don't mind driving 2,000 miles uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba down to Riverside, California to Pound Laps with, uh, with you and the boys because uh, what you do is well, what you do is good. And uh, just love everything you guys have going on down there. In fact, Paris Raceway back in 2010, by far my favorite track.
1: I appreciate that because I actually run the day-to-day at Paris. And I try to manage Milestone as much as I can by phone. Aaron Cook does all the day-to-day for me at mm-hmm. Milestone. But, you know, it's true. We, we really have, you know, there's there's different levels of riders out there, you know, from the beginners to the pro to the in-between. And we try to provide something for all of them. And, and I love seeing, you know, a dad with his son out in the, you know, the smallest track we have, and he's on a PW50 or a, a little, you know, adventure KTM and watch him ride, and then I'll see him get in his bike, and he'll go hit the main or the vet. And, you know, the biggest thing is, like, I did that with my son. I know what he's feeling inside, and, and I know what it's like to uh, see the pros for the first time even. And, you know, you know being in California now, it's, it's, it's more normal to me. There was a time that if I saw the Geico team, mm-hmm. I probably would have stopped everything I did and canceled my whole day to watch that. And, and it feels cool to see people get that feeling oh, and, sure. and seeing people from Canada, Europe, you know, we see a lot of people that, that come around and they get excited. And, and then also, yeah, the amenities, you know, you can wash your bike right there. We have a pro shop, food, everything you need to be, you know, self-sufficient as a guest in California at the motocross track.
0: Absolutely, if you've forgotten anything, you guys have gear to buy, uh, I literally pieced my KX-252 stroke back together, uh, maybe f- 25 feet out front of your, uh, your your pro shop there, and you guys straightened my my, uh, my subframe, and the plastic was a was, uh, competitive price, and everything was super friendly, and uh, and you guys are always really helpful, and I uh, can't thank you guys enough for, for all of the things that you do, and the way that you've really taken that facility and given a lot of these privateers that otherwise wouldn't have the ability to hit up the obviously the the factory supercross tracks have been around since the 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 early 90s but there haven't been as many opportunities for the privateers to be able to ride supercross tracks and you've given them the ability to uh, have a guy like and given uh, given a guy like Nick Schmidt the moniker of the milestone assassin, he can go there and uh, and put down that laps there, and like, in for lack of a better term, assassinate these factory guys out there on the track.
1: And I really believe that to be true. As far as you know, in the past, it just seemed like you know there wasn't availability for the the average guy. Because a lot of guys have a lot of potential, but they don't have the ability to train their track every day. And if they can, we have a monthly pass and do the monthly pass to the supercross track. A lot of these guys now for the first time are becoming relevant like uh, Nick Schmidt. You know, I saw him last year ride our track. I mean, every day there wasn't a day I didn't see him out there preseason. And then he had some really glorious moments last year. And there's a lot of guys I'm seeing that are like really starting to do work and they're starting to battle. And that, that comes from, you know, to train as much as they would like to train, you know, and also I'd like to give a shout out to, Paul and Brandy, when you're talking about, you know, putting your bike together the pro shop and their yeah. hospitality, you know, Brandy, you know, if you show up at midnight, she'll open the door and she'll help you. And if you need some, she'll get in her car and drive and get you your race. You know, you know, they, they bend over backwards. And, and the compliments I get for them is just, I mean, it's, it's hundreds of them and, and without them, honest truth, I don't think milestone be where it's going to be right now because they, they lend such a, a support to the community and, and I love them for that. And then also, you know, I guess to reiterate on some of that other stuff, I've kind of left this out with the race series I do and the, now the energy drink. You know, I've, I've just always wanted to do something big for motocross. And, you yeah. know, I started out with my race series. I'm giving away cars and bikes and things like that. But when this drink gets big, you know, and you can mark my words now, I promise you, you're going to really see what I'm going to do for motocross. When the money's there, I'm going to give it away
0: well that's incredible giving back to the sport that's given uh, given you so much and 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 prov- and you've provided these these like I said like these amateurs and uh like not only the amateurs like guys like uh Grayson Mayfield and the 3BR team but also the 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 ronnie stewards of the world the guys who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to ride these tracks you give them the the fighting advantage or the the a fighting chance at uh, at, at make, making their dreams come true and you should be applauded for that uh, what has been your your kind of uh proudest moment of of owning these tracks so far uh, if you can kind of maybe pinpoint one or two or, or like just something that gives you a really good feeling
1: i think just the happiness of people being out of the track because like you know i don't get to ride as much as i used to ride but the days i do ride you know I, I ride my bike up to the track i pull up and i get under the the bleachers right there at paris with with everybody and and, man, we hang out, and I just see how happy people go. Like, I ride on Sundays, and a lot of guys I see come up from, you know, the Inland Empire area and as far as Venice Beach, and they, they get the ride in for the day, and some have their wives there, some have their girlfriends, some have their families, some have their kids. But, man, sometimes I just sit there, and I look around. Everybody's laughing. We're drinking a bottle of water between motos, and, and I see the smiles. And I remember that with my son, and, you know, and, and my son texted me the other night, and he says, Dad, I, I miss those days when when it was just us at the track and just riding and just having a good time, you know, way before it got to a certain level. And, and, I, and I see these guys, and I say, that right there is really why I do this, because I know what they feel inside. Because when I go home, I, I am so high off the day, and, and I don't ever want to lose that feeling. And, and I hope that's what the people that ride my track get when they go home. Because I'll tell you straight up, I had a very very high offer to sell Milestone in the last couple of years for so many millions of dollars that I would never work for the rest of my life and nor would my kids work because where Milestone is 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 uh, located, it's very valuable to the, to you know, the shipping industry and things like that and uh, distribution companies. And they wanted to flatten all that and put in what they call tilt-up buildings. And they offer me enough money that you know, my family is like, you're crazy not to do it. But, you know, when you talk about those proud moments and what I see, I would never give it up. I can't because I love motocross that much and I love what I see and I love what I do and, and we're staying.
0: Well, that's excellent to hear that you uh, decided to um, basically keep this going, keeping that facility going in the sport, knowing how much it means to the community and, and guys like myself who, who drive down and to enjoy the tracks. Um where do you see this going forward? Whether it be the the race team, the the two facilities, uh, and and going forward, and uh, who do you have to thank to to, to basically uh, helping you along the way? I know you mentioned uh, your staff there, as well as I'm sure there's others.
1: I mean, as far as going forward, my whole objective now is, you know, I bought Army Energy the company, and I want to sell millions of cans a month, and as soon as I do that, it's going to all go into building motocross and you know, that is going to be the tracks. It's going to be my race series. I'm going to do pro purses that have never been heard of. I'm going to, and I'm going to prove that. And people are going to see that, you know, people that know me, they know, know that like, well, I've done, you know, I don't lie. If I tell them to do it, I'm going to do it. And that's what I'm going to do going forward. As far as thanking people, you know, I, I got to thank really my, my inside circle first and foremost, because with having the drink and the team now, like I'm not around as much as I used to be, you know, Ron at Paris, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, so I wouldn't even be able to leave if I didn't have Ron and Tiffany, Cassandra at my front booth, Devin, my NT, uh, the Dirt Princess, you know, and uh, all my different flaggers, everybody, my partners, Aaron Cook, Francisco, uh, all our water truck guys. I mean, I, I could go on and on. There's definitely a group. I don't want to try to think of every name and leave people out, but I got to tell you, there's just good people around me and just some of my own personal friends that, Know if, if I need to go pick up a pallet of water for an event, they donate their time and I try to pay them, they won't take the money. You know, and, and you know, if I need help, they're, they'll roll their sleeves up. And then just the sponsors, you know, Yamaha has been huge for me. I mean, huge, they're the brand that you know, they they they, they help me my track, they help me my race series, they help me my race team. You know, without them, I mean, I wouldn't be here either. There's just tons of people, you know, fly, uh, meet the Metals. You know he's been supporting my shop since day one. The day I came to him, the day I met him. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little scared to keep going on because I could go on forever. I really could.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of contributors that make things happen, and uh, I'm glad to see that you've uh, you acknowledge those people and that uh, you yourself are uh, are taking a, a giant step forward for motocross. Uh, Jimmy, it's it's been a, a huge. Thrill of mine to have you on, uh, and I'm glad that we can work together to uh, um, just build the sport, build the pie, make make things better for motocross. And you're a great contributor to that. Uh, but I gotta ask, what's your favorite flavor of Arma Energy Drink?
1: I I love the sugar free actually, and uh, it's funny because the regular sells probably seventy percent to thirty percent, but anyone that tries the sugar free converts immediately. Even though I love both tastes, I'm, I'm 100% for the sugar-free now.
0: He likes the sugar-free, mainly because he's too sweet as is. Jimmy, it's been a pleasure. I'll let you go for now, but uh, thank you so much for giving me some time. Uh, we'll connect once again and uh, hopefully have uh, both of your athletes on the show in short order.
1: Definitely, and I appreciate everything and the acknowledgements that you've given the good words, and I just want to end it, if I can, with uh, you know I do want to give a big shout-out to my family for trusting me and Letting me play with the family money, <laughs> I like think sometimes uh, for sure. you know I'm a big risk taker, and I want to thank my close family for, you know, believing in me to do what I got to do for motocross and for us.
0: Absolutely, we thank you very much, Mr. Sloan. You have yourself a great afternoon. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigamxradio.com for more content.